All right, back with you live, ladies and gentlemen. Sam Bushman on your radio. Hard-hitting news the networks refuse to use, no doubt, continues now. This is the broadcast for December 21st in the year of our Lord, 2023. This is our two of two in the goal always to protect life, liberty, and property, to promote God, family, and country, to do so on your radio in the traditions of our founding fathers. Yes, indeed, we use the blueprint for liberty, the supreme law of the land, the Constitution, with all of its checks and balances to chain down out-of-control government. And yeah, you know what? We want the rule of law. We want police. We want morality. We want all these things in America. Uh, but you know what? We've got to protect ourselves from enemies, foreign and domestic. And oftentimes, when government rogue agents get out of control, they become the enemy. The proper role of limited constitutional government is never the enemy. In fact, it is the solution. They tell you that I'm anti-government, but I'm the guy that says, let's obey the supreme law of the land. Let's make sure we obey the, cool, the dual contract that we, the people, gave our servants. I know they would say our leaders, but our servants. We gave them a state constitution at the state level and a general constitution at the federal level. And those two contracts govern what government has authority to do. And that power is divided up. There are jurisdictional boundaries. There are checks and balances, ladies and gentlemen. Anyway, I digress, except I wanted to really highlight that for you to make sure that you remember that. As we approach Christmas, a lot of times damage is done around Christmas time. That's how they pass the Federal Reserve in the first place. So be on your guard, even at Christmas, ladies and gentlemen. Right? Yesterday I was talking to James Edwards for a couple of hours, thepoliticalcesspool.org, dear friend, great guy. Um, and it talked about Hunter Biden was spotted getting off of uh, Marine One. And I guess uh, he was not on the list uh, of people that were supposed to be on the plane that was given to the press. Uh, and so reporters start asking about it, and it turns out that Hunter Biden, he was charged in early December with nine counts, three felonies, two misdemeanors. No, three felonies and six misdemeanors, I guess, including failure to pay and to file taxes along with gun charges. <clears throat> Um, but then he literally ignored a subpoena from Congress, uh, and now they're talking about holding him in contempt of Congress, but he's holding press conferences and running around, uh, being protected by his father. Uh, and he's not even on these plane manifests or whatever, but he gets off the plane and people are going, what is happening, uh, here? This guy should be in jail while he awaits trial. This guy shouldn't be running around with pending felonies. We say on one hand Donald Trump's guilty of an insurrection with no charges even filed. And that's a problematic, if you're talking about innocent until proven guilty discussion. But Hunter Biden has these, um, he was already charged with nine counts. Okay, How come this guy's running around free and how can the president protect him? That alone is almost an insurrection. Literally protecting a fugitive, protecting somebody who won't show up to testify before Congress when subpoenaed to do so, somebody who owes taxes, somebody who's up on gun charges. Now, we can debate whether we believe in the gun charges or not, but you look at this thing and you go, the, the wheels are off in terms of accountability here, Eldon. Oh, that's yeah, that's right. This is this is such a double standard. And, uh, of course, uh, Biden obviously doesn't seem to mind any sort of double standard. He's, uh, he's just perfectly fine with that, with uh, treating his son as royalty. 
and not just royalty, but uh, somebody immune to the law. Uh, they always talk about, it seems like, oh, well, we nobody is above the law. Yeah, yeah, right. Nobody is above the law. Well, <laughs> here we go. Here's, here's another example. Um, you would think that somebody that's been charged with, indicted with felonies, would not be given a royal escort on Marine One, right? That's what I would think. Maybe, but this guy, this guy think. literally is on the, um, which requires, as far as I understand, like security clearances and stuff. He's literally Probably. on this. Um, <laughs> yeah, what yeah, do you want to call it? Or, um, Marine One or whatever, and it's like they're fudging the manifests. If he's not on there, but he was on the yep. plane. How can we trust the manifest? Isn't that document forgery? I mean, are you just allowed to just yeah. say, I'll put anybody on the plane I want to, and we're not going to have a manifest or a log or a document that we can count on or whatever, and you undermine that? What about the, that action alone by Joe or whoever's in charge of this in relation to Hunter? Who said, don't put his name on the list, but yes, let him on the plane? Security doesn't do that. The Secret Service doesn't just do that. Where are the orders coming from, and where's the accountability for those orders? Those are some of the questions that I have about this. You can't just go, oh, it's weird. We got a report and doesn't show Hunter on there, but he walked off the plane. That's weird. Hey, what's going on with that? You can't let it go at that. You got to say, wait a minute. How did this happen? Who's in charge? Who gave the orders? Who? Okay, there's laws broken here. Yeah. Are there not? Uh, it would seem so. Yes. Uh, I so far as I, you know, understand, uh, hitchhiking is not allowed on Marine One. Uh, maybe, maybe the things have changed lately, but I, um, I don't think the people uh, authorize any hitchhiking on Marine One, and so uh, I don't think we should go down that road. Anyway, I look at this and it just baffles me that we literally let this stand like this. You literally have California yeah. literally defaulting on a $20 billion loan, and it's not hardly talked about. And they're $68 billion underwater on their deficit. You let Hunter run around on Marine One with literally nine charges, three of them felonies, all kinds of things, taxes, guns, and the like. And Joe just lets him on the plane and then lies on the manifest. Yeah. Unless you say the yeah. report given to the journalists is not a manifest, uh, the manifest told the truth and the reporters were lied to. I don't know. But again, any way you slice this, to me, laws are broken. I don't think you can give a manifest and then have a, a I don't know what you want to call it, a, a, a cook in the books manifest that you release mm -hmm. to the reporters. I, I, I don't know what's yeah. happening here. But I look at this and I just go, this is beyond imagination. And now, just like many predicted it would, the D.C. Trump, quote, witch hunt is going to end up into a, quote, Supreme Court showdown. Isn't that really the key here? Hunter runs around free. And uh, Donald Trump literally sits at this, I don't know what you call this thing, but this Supreme Court showdown debating if he can even be on the ballot. Now, I got a question, Eldon. Isn't mm -hmm. the Republican Party a private group? Generally, they're considered such, but, uh, of course, they like to have uh, 
But if they're a private group, then how can the government decide whether he should be on their private ballot or not? And if they're a private ballot, how does that not become election fraud? Because I think we should have the Sam Bushman ballot. I'm a private guy, can't I? Okay. Uh, How did this strange duopoly, uh, monopoly, whatever you want to call it, this is weird. We're going to use the 14th Amendment third clause to say, hey, He's guilty of an insurrection. No evidence, no charges, nothing. We're going to kick him off the ballot of a private organization. And then I guess what? Nobody in Colorado can vote for Donald at all? That's just not an option for you now? Because a private group or the court says the private group can't have him on the ballot? At some point, every bit of this smacks of just mob rule. Mm-hmm. Am I going too far in yeah. that statement? It, it literally mob rule here. Yeah, I think that would be accurate. This is uh, just a breakdown of, of basic law and order, and then people just saying, well, who cares what the laws are? Who cares what if somebody's been convicted or anything? Let's just um, over, overthrow the government. This That would be uh, – what's, what's the term for overthrowing the government? What I can't remember. What, what was that, Sam? Can you help me out here? Overthrowing Insurrection? Attempt- Oh, insurrection. Yes. Thank you. Yeah. Insurrection. Yes. Um, hmm. Interesting that that would apply here. I just find this interesting. I think the very notion of parties is election fraud. Because what gives that private organization authority over the ballot more than another organization? Uh, at the least, it's, it's um, you know, private organization favoritism to favor the Republicans and the Democrats with special privilege above all other businesses, all other private entities, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. These parties are election fraud by their very existence. If you want to be technical about it, Eldon. Well, yeah, (laughs) it it really gets to be an interesting world because you have essentially a public private partnership with the, which is the definition of fascism. Uh, So you could argue that, well, the fascists say that Trump committed an insurrection without evidence. (laughs) Well, yeah, I mean, what are, there's a lot of terms you could use to describe these, uh, what's going on here, but um, yeah, it's, it's a real, it's a real problem because we have, people that are uh, completely detached from any law and they're just saying, you know what? Um, it, it's, it's as if we went back before the American revolution and people said, well, you're guilty. Um, we, we don't really care what the evidence says. We're, we just decided that you're guilty and uh, here's your punishment. <laughs> and now what they're doing is house Democrats are coming out of the woodwork to force Clarence Thomas to recuse himself from mm-hmm. the Supreme Court case involving Donald Trump. So now it's going to go to the Supreme Court, but they're going to try to basically, um, I don't know, render the vote of Clarence Thomas feckless, if you will, by uh, forcing him to sideline himself. Uh, let's talk about this more in seconds on your radio. My name is Christian Knuckles. I prophesy there will be no revival until the church leadership stops lying to the people. I'm the first soldier of the spiritual body of Christ, the Lion of Judah, the Confederate Church of Christ. I'm here to declare the lion will lie down with the lamb when the lying stops. A message from Christ Kingdom Ministries and brought to you by ConfederateChurchOfChrist.com. 
Introducing Managed IT Services from NPI. We offer top-notch data backup and recovery, email spam protection, and network security tailored to your needs and budget. With 20-plus years of experience in the medical field, our HIPAA-certified consultants know what it takes to protect sensitive information. Don't settle for less. Give us a call at 801-706-6980 and experience the difference with Managed IT Services. Remember, your IT support should be fast, efficient, and reliable. Abby Johnson was once director of a Planned Parenthood clinic in Bryan, Texas. After a moral crisis, she quit, and now she campaigns against what she once endorsed. They implement abortion quotas in all of their clinics. What do you mean quotas? You have to perform a certain number of abortions every month. Um, one of the reasons that I left... Are they explicit about that? Yes. It's, it's in your budget, right there on the line item. Uh, one of the reasons I left Planned Parenthood was because uh, in a budget meeting I was told to double that abortion quota. And for me, as someone who had spoken to the media and had said, you know, we're about reducing the number of abortions, we're about, you right. know, prevention, all of these other services, I was shocked. So since this. you actually worked at a Planned Parenthood, give us some sense of the relative number of abortions. Okay, abortions, Planned Parenthood provides over 330,000 abortions a year. They are the largest single abortion provider in our country. All right, the House Democrats are literally trying to force uh, Clarence Thomas to uh, recuse himself. Uh, that way they can manipulate the court and maybe they can possibly eke out a win. That's the debate. Now, some are saying it's going to be a, a 9-0 to zero slaughter in favor of the Donald. Others are saying not so fast. Time will tell. But you literally now have them trying to tamper with the court on top of um, this eventually going to the Supreme Court. And... Uh, in my opinion, to some degree, urgency is required because the elections are coming up. People are starting to vote, really, literally, in primaries in a few weeks on this. Uh, some of these things. Um, this is a very dicey situation we've created ourselves in at Christmas time, Eldon. Yeah, yes, it is. It, it, uh, to me, it's not very surprising that uh, uh, some of these folks w- that are um, against Trump would do anything because it there's a pattern we see that it's by any means necessary that's really a more of a a a communist a marxist tactic and attitude that whatever furthers the revolution is justifiable and there you go that they'll they'll try anything i don't think that uh, this is going to be real successful in trying to get thomas to recuse himself could be wrong could be wrong uh but uh you know, it would have to be so, at least some sort of argument that, hey, he had some sort of conflict of interest or that he, I don't know, I, what, what are what are they trying to well, argue here? And, and even so, what they're trying to argue is all kind of different ways. Again, um, the arguments change. So remember when Donald went down the escalator yeah. before he even ran for office, he was already guilty. He was already a criminal. He was already in bed with Russia. So the the charges and the tactics change based on the winds that blow. Um, what mm-hmm. they're saying is, well, hey, some of these um, Supreme Court justices took kind of kickbacks or took special things from other people. They went on trips and they did different things, and that's part of the problem. And part of the problem is, hey, um, uh, 
you know, you got Thomas's wife that has made some statements. She's a Trump supporter or whatever. And, and, and you get into all kinds of weird discussions about this. Um, but I'm convinced that they're not going to get anywhere with this. But I'll tell you what, it's going to backfire spectacularly in Donald Trump's favor. And I'll tell you why. I don't believe that it'll ever pass muster that he's kicked off the ballot because he's an insurrectionist. Because the fact is, there's no evidence, there's no charges that he is. That'll never stick. Whether it applies to a president or not is a different discussion. But I believe Vivek Ramaswamy and the American people should really have all the say in this. Leave it up to the voters. And Vivek Ramaswamy says, I pledge to withdraw my name from the Colorado GOP ballot if they don't restore Trump and allow him to be on the ballot as well. And I challenge Ron DeSantis, Chris Christie, and Nikki Haley to do the same. And if they don't, then they become, well, they're tacitly endorsing this kind of move that's disastrous for our country, says Vivek. Um, he's completely right as he tells, he tells Van Jones to shut the blank up um, in another tiff. But my point is, he's right on this. We, the people, need to stand up and go, you know what, Colorado? We're not going to tolerate this. We're not going to let the courts just decide whatever they want to on a whim. Okay? Saying Trump's an insurrectionist and then saying, well, he can be on the ballot and then saying, well, no, I guess he can't be on the ballot because he's an insurrectionist or because he, because of the 14th Amendment. And it, this is all twisted up and we, the people, have to kind of ask ourselves, are we going to let really the courts decide who you can vote for for president? Is that how this republic was supposed to work? Or do the checks and balances prevent that? Um, this is something where I think Vivek's onto something. None of the other candidates have been as bold as Vivek. They've kind of said, yeah, this is bad. Trump should be on the ballot. But they haven't really doubled down like Vivek has and said, I'll take my name off. What if all the Republicans just simply shut down and say, Colorado, you're a non-voting state right now? Where all yeah, the Republicans Ron, are just going to bail now. I, I say good for Ramaswamy because he's he's stood up and, and called a spade a spade and said, you know, we're, we're, I'm not going to tolerate this. Um, and and challenging the, the other Republican presidential candidates to, you know, do the same. Uh, yeah, good for him. And I think he's providing real leadership. I think he's hit on something very important right now. Steve Scalise and others in the Republican Party are saying, hey, we must federally mandate voter identification laws in the United States. Um, should voter ID be forced in all 50 states? And I say the answer is absolutely not. It's not a federal authority. Yeah. Read your supreme law, nope. people. You tell me where in that document gives government authority to mandate voter ID. We need to go to the precinct level for solutions and single-day voting and you know what? If you want to verify by driver's license or however at the precinct level you want to do it, go right ahead. But this is not a federal government discussion. Yeah, it's bad enough that you have a state Supreme Court trying to decide who you can vote for. But if we would have voter ID on a federal level, that would give the federal government the authority, essentially, to decide whether you can vote or not nationwide do you want that 
And it furthermore then, in my opinion, pits the states against the federal government because then who becomes in charge of elections? And they say whenever there's an issue that the federal government has involvement in, the federal government takes precedent. Now, I don't believe that lie either, but that seems to be the order of the day. Um, Lieutenant Governor of Texas, uh, let's see, Dan Patrick, I guess is his name, He's suggesting removing Biden from the ballot in Texas if they're going to remove Trump from the ballot in Colorado. I mean, this is getting whacked out crazy. Yeah, yeah, well, tit for tat. I, you know, you could say, well, uh, Biden has been accused of taking bribes. And we have a significant amount of evidence. He could be impeached. So if he's impeached, should that mean that he is removed from the ballot? No, because hmm. you're allowed to stay in <laughs> if you're impeached because, um, you know, the House impeaches and then the Senate takes action. Um, right. right. Uh, several presidents I, yeah. have been impeached and allowed to stay in office. So why can't you get elected? I mean, if you could stay sure. in office, you could certainly get elected in office. Right. Right. Unless right, the certainly. Senate decides to look into it. But see, we asked them to look into election fraud back in the day and they all said no. They said you guys created an insurrection. Uh, Congress really is going along with that narrative because they skipped their duty. All we yeah. went on January 6th for was to say, look, we believe there's election problems here. Please look into this. And they simply refused and allowed an insurrection to occur. And why do I say an insurrection to occur? Because there's no insurrection. But if they're going to claim there is, then they allowed one to occur. So you can't claim there is one mm-hmm. and then not t- oh, take ownership of it, right? So either there wasn't one yeah. or there was one. If we're going to say there was one, then who owns it? <laughs> Answer, Congress. See, they took people on a tour. Congress. Mm-hmm. You remember, they're the ones that said when, when uh, Donald Trump said you can bring in extra um, National Guard and other people to make sure that it's safe. We know things might be co- Congress and others are the ones that said no. And they shut all that down. Capitol Police shut all that down. And then they're going to blame it on the Donald? See, you either got to own it or not, yeah. and if you're going to say there's an insurrection, then we got to really talk about the real insurrectionists. Those are those who prevented the National Guard from being called out, prevented extra forces from being brought in, which Donald approved prior to that in the first place. The Capitol Police, I mean, we can go on and on. How do we blame the, the crowd that was there, that peacefully assembled for the most part, and the President of the United States because Congress won't look into election fraud? And then they literally allow it to be called an insurrection. I don't hear Republicans saying this was not an insurrection. Hardly do you. Not very many, unfortunately. They don't. Not enough standing up and saying, you know, this is obviously nonsense. Uh, even to call it a riot, I see, you know, uh, certain or- news organizations saying it was a riot. Mm. Well, I that possibly, but. Uh, not not exactly. When you when you have uh, people trying to flee from rubber bullets and um, tear gas canisters, uh, grenades as they call them, by the government, uh, if you will, by the government. Uh, when you have uh, plants, you know, FBI people inserted into there. Um, okay, so if it was a riot or an insurrection. And there were plants in there, which it seems more and more likely that that's the case. Then uh, doesn't the FBI have some responsibility for this too? 
Well, and the Justice Department and the Secret Service that I can keep going yeah. on and on and on and on. But the way I look at this is how are we going to say the president um, wanting accountability to look into election concerns? How does that turn into an insurrection? And if it is an insurrection, and it did turn into one at some level, then who owns it? Who's responsible? See, no one's asking these hard questions mm-hmm. like I am really that I can see. Nobody. Yeah, it's all just being used for political purposes to try to get rid of the Donald, isn't it? All right, folks. There you have it. Michael Giuliani had to pay $150 million, they claim, because of his free speech. We'll talk about that in seconds. Exposing corruption. Informing citizens. Pursuing liberty. You're listening to Liberty News Radio. USA News, I'm Corey Myers. Still no vote on a ceasefire from the U.N. The United Nations Security Council has once again postponed the vote on the humanitarian crisis in Gaza. After already delaying the vote for one day, the council convened on Wednesday to consider a resolution advocating for an immediate ceasefire in the Israel-Hamas conflict and an increase in humanitarian aid deliveries. Following hours of intense negotiations, the United States requested that the vote be deferred until 10 a.m. Eastern on Thursday. I'm John Schaefer. California considering the possibility of copying Colorado by excluding former President Trump from the Golden State's ballot. Lieutenant Governor Alinai Kunalakis encouraging Secretary of State Shirley Weber to explore all available legal options following the Colorado Supreme Court's decision to bar Trump from their ballot. IKEA facing disruptions caused by attacks on ships in the Red Sea by Houthi rebels. The parent company, Inter-IKEA Group, stated that the situation in the Suez Canal will result in delays and may cause availability constraints for certain IKEA products. Additionally, IKEA mentioned that it is assessing alternative supply routing options. Alabama Senator Tommy Tuberville's control over military promotions has come to an end. On Tuesday, the Senate confirmed 11 top military nominees after Tuberville decided to lift his blockade, yielding to pressure from within his own party. The Alabama Republican had been obstructing all military promotions since February, expressing his objection to the Pentagon's abortion policy, which permits service members to receive travel reimbursement for abortion care. This is USA News. If you're a diabetic, we have great news. You can end the painful finger sticks with a new CGM. Plus, they may be covered by Medicare, Medicaid, or private insurance. If you test and inject daily, you may qualify. Call US Med now to learn more. 800-471-7065. 800-471-7065. 800-471-7065. That's 800-471-7065. Do you have a story to tell? Bring your story to life with audiobooks. Great stories deserve great storytelling. Audiobook Network provides professional voice actors and full production services for every author's manuscript. From narration, production, and editing to distribution, promotion, and sales, Audiobook Network handles everything. If you have a print book, ebook, or even a manuscript, call Audiobook Network now and get our free audiobook guide. 800-734-1229. 800-734-1229. So 
back with you live, ladies and gentlemen. Merry Christmas to you from us, the Liberty Roundtable Live team. So Rudy Giuliani owes $150 because I guess he offended a couple of black people and insulted them, saying that he believes that they committed election fraud and everything else. Now it's defamation and libel, slander, and everything else. And So it seems like everybody over their free speech now is starting to owe a lot of money. Alex Jones in the billions. You got Ammon Bundy and, and Diego Rodriguez, $52 million. Now you got $150 million for uh, Rudy Giuliani and... Uh, now Donald Trump saying some things which we'll get into in just a second. What do you say to all that, Eldon? Boy, you know, I haven't followed this case too much with Rudy Giuliani, but um, of course uh, they're going to try to uh, try to try to get him in some way. It, I think this is more about him being connected to Trump, although, of course, uh, you know, nobody should participate in libel and slander and such as that, and there should be some penalty but uh, 150 million dollars is that really appropriate for a you know um a level of penalty anyway for Rudy Giuliani it kind of makes a person wonder if that was the uh, um proportional to the crime if there was one well (laughs) and and really what we're talking about is free speech he has his opinion or he can advocate for his cause or whatever else and win or lose but um I just don't really understand how we get this idea that we can just charge him that kind of money uh, for his free speech. Now, this is interesting because, again, that had to do with Rudy Giuliani, had to do with black people in the inner city, and he believed they were committing election integrity issues. Well, now Donald Trump making some very bold statements that's interesting. There's a headline, believe it or not, in The New American that relates to this, uh, an article written by Louis um, Miguel, uh, and the article basically says, Um, Florida's Republican Latinos stand behind Trump amid immigration rhetoric. Uh, I find this interesting uh, because what Donald Mm -hmm. Trump said was interesting. Here's what Donald said. Trump's recent remark was this. Illegal aliens are poisoning the blood of America. Now, they're taking his words out of context. They're just saying, oh, um, immigration is poisoning America or whatever. That, no, no, no. He said illegal aliens. So we're not talking about people that come to America or immigrants in general. Or We're talking about the border flood and the illegal activity occurring is poisoning the blood of America. And I, I don't want to make it a racial discussion. When you say poisoning the blood, if you're not careful, it starts to get racial fast. So I don't really think that Donald used the right words here. But his point's well taken about, look, illegal activity is literally poisoning this nation. In fact, this is true. Now, the right words weren't, again, you can't beat up Donald because he doesn't word things right. He's not as careful as he ought to be with his words. Uh, he'll probably be fined a gazillion dollars like everybody else I just talked about. Uh, but, but I'm backing off a little bit and saying, hey, I think illegality is ruining this country. I don't want to talk about blood, but look, you cannot have Mm -hmm. countries with no borders, no rules, no laws, no things that you can't count on. Now, I I support the Florida folks backing Donald saying, look, this is not a racial comment. It's a comment about America. And I think that is the intent here, despite those who want to turn it into into a racial uh, battle. Eldon? Yeah, it doesn't really surprise me that this would be taken out of context and people trying to twist it into – trying to make Trump's out to be some sort of person that um, is, you might say, overly concerned about races mixing, um, you know, 
uh, genetically, so to speak. Um, I, I think that was, if you if you look at uh, anything that he said previously, he's not expressed anything a, a concerned about that really. Um, so in context, of course, this would be um, we're concerned about immigration, and this is maybe a better way to put it is poisoning America. It's it's uh, it's uh, it's something that is doing us grave harm if we don't um, have immigration done in a very in a more wise way. All right, there you have it. I believe the religious and the morality of America matters. Uh, and I think, that, look, we're going to continue down this slide until we get that dealt with. I'm just convinced no matter what we do, I think the spirit of parties alone is election fraud enough. Uh, I think that people are standing behind Trump and against Trump, and I think the nation is going to be polarized. I think as we kick off 2024, this is going to get a whole lot more messy before it gets any better. Uh, Eldon, I want you to respond to that mm-hmm. as well. Oh yeah, I think so too. Uh, there's there's going to be all kinds of exciting things going on next year, um, and they're going to. I think, as they would say, uh, the terrorists would say, right? The action is in the reaction, and and I that's I think what there's people that want some sort of violent or uh, a radical reaction to things that are being um, done in our society to. Um, to have a justification for cracking down on our liberties. And so there's, it's, it's really a, a difficult situation right now because uh, we're, we're on the, on the verge of uh, people reacting in, in ways that would kind of not be good. (laughs) And I would really, really strongly, I don't know how to word this even more stronger, how to make it the strongest wording I can get. We reject any revolutionary acts. We reject any acts of insurrection. We reject any acts of violence of any kind. We do believe in God-ordained self-defense. But look, we need to realize that we cannot be goaded into uh, taking the low ground. We've got to stand on the moral high ground of this discussion, and we do so by using the rule of law. I believe if enough Americans demand the rule of law, we can change this game. We could get rid of the spirit of these parties easily. You don't need a party, okay? Um, we could stop this witch hunt yeah. on the Donald at the Supreme Court and everything else. We could just simply uh, push back and say, look, um, we the people will demand a change here. Democrats are coming out of the woodwork to supposedly stop Clarence Thomas. We need The people need to stand up on these moral principles, Okay, whether you believe Trump's guilty or not isn't the point. The point is he's never even been tried for. He's never there's not even charges against him for what they're claiming he did. That is a problem. Okay, Trump's recent remark that illegal aliens are poisoning the blood of America. Not the best wording, but his point is the lawlessness in America is destroying the country. Whether you look at the Supreme Court case, whether you look at the border leaking like a seven illegal alien activity, whether you look at California completely underground financially, um, we've got enough problems internally. But we've also got ties to the United Nations. And people are actually working on bills to get us out of the U.N. That is a start. I know it's a whole, in a, in a, in a way, a swing to a different topic. But I believe a lot of the reasons that America doesn't look to the Constitution for solutions is because we look internationally 
to wrong leadership, if you will. The U.N. is a perfect example of this right now, Eldon. Oh, ab- absolutely, Sam. I mean, uh, and it, good on uh, it. It's uh, actually our U.S. Senator. Well, I guess I don't live in Utah necessarily, but um, your U.S. Senator. Yes, Mike, Mike Lee. Lee. Mike Lee. Good for him for introducing this bill. Uh, it's called the Defund Act, S3428 in the Senate, and uh, Chip Roy in the House has introduced it. It's called uh, S. Uh, excuse me, HR 6645, Defund Act. Um, and boy, we need to get out of the United Nations yesterday, don't we? I mean, this is just uh, it, every day brings more and more reasons why we should get out. Uh, so many of these things that are being pushed domestically, it's because somebody at the UN decided this. But the the combination of having people in power in the United States, in, in public office, that support the agenda of the United Nations, um, that's uh, we, we need to not only get us out of the UN, get the UN out of the US, but get the UN supporters out of office. Uh, and that would that would restore our United States independence. We've got a lot so, of internal goodness. issues to resolve, ladies and gentlemen. But if we look at our independence and look at America, then we can start to focus on the supreme law of the land. Now, uh, he introduces this act to defund and depart the U.N. So there's kind of two pieces to this thing, from what I understand. Um, it's not just to get out of the U.N. Um, financially, but it's to, to depart and say, you know what, we're no longer part of it uh, in any way. Um Right. I really prayed right. for it Mike would... Lee on this, and I don't see him getting enough traction. Well, he, certainly he needs, uh, you know, anybody on this call should contact their congressman. Uh, Continue, sir. Uh, okay, thank you. And uh, ask them to, to call their local office, their local congressional office, and ask their congressman to co-sponsor the defund act, whether it's in the House or the Senate because it needs to pick up sponsors if it's going to get a hearing, to get on the floor, uh, to get maybe added as an amendment to a larger bill, whatever the case is, it needs to pick up sponsors. Uh, and the, it's got to have people support, especially people on the uh, House Foreign uh, Foreign Relations Commission or Committee or the Senate Foreign Affairs Committee. All right. Now, I find this fascinating because here's what it says about the bill from uh, Mike Lee's team. And I really think this kind of highlights the problem. It says this. No more blank checks for the United Nations. Americans' hard-earned dollars have been funneled into initiatives that fly in the face. Listen, of our values. Enabling tyrants betraying allies and spreading bigotry so literally every bit of this money is used for all the wrong purposes and mike lee captures it in literally one sentence we've yeah, got to defund very well the u.n <laughs> and then we've got to have no more blank checks we don't have the money and we're funding literally bigotry he's right about this 
Oh, yeah, he's right. I, I mean, uh, <laughs> it's funny how some congressmen say, well, um, if the U.S. got out of the U.N., how would we protect Israel? Well, uh, for one thing, uh, if you're a U.S. congressman, if you're United States congressman, but let's let's set that aside. So let's say that we want to uh, do everything we can to protect a forward country called Israel. Um, the U.N.'s not doing a very good job at that, are they? <laughs> So I, I, I would say if we're going to protect Israel, and that's our highest priority, uh, getting out of the U.N. would be a much better road to doing that. So here's the question. Mike Lee is saying, join me. How many people do you think will really join him? See, I think unless we can get this out to the masses, I don't think most people know that Mike Lee is saying, join me, defund, and depart the U.N. I don't think people know that, really. How many people know that we in the need- country? We need to spread the word far and wide, certainly, about this. Um, and there are a good number in Congress that, with enough pressure, people asking them, and there's low-hanging fruit, too. People just need to call their congressmen and say, hey, do you know about this bill? You ought to co-sponsor it. You ought to step up and, and publicly support it. Uh, there's others who are more of the kind of the uh, neocon types who are going to need much more persuasion. Uh, because they've been fed sophisticated arguments over the years about why supposedly we should remain in the United Nations. Uh, that's going to need a little bit more. And, and there's others who simply will need to be removed from office, uh, you know, electorally, obviously, um, and replaced with somebody who cares about our United States independence if they're going to support something like this. All right. What do you think is going to happen then? Are we just going to kick people off the ballots in different states? So Joe's gone in Texas. I don't know, 30 million people, something like that. Uh, in Colorado, Donald's gone five, six million people, something like that. Uh, you know, I'm sorry. Joe's gone in Texas. Donald's gone in Colorado. Um, is that the road we're going to go down? Or are we going to somehow heal this and the Supreme Court's going to come to their senses and go, no, 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 you guys have gone way too far back off. Let's stop all this. Um, what do you think is going to happen for these elections? Are we going to are we going to be able to really vote for who we want and, and who do you think will be president? And what what do you really think is going to happen? Because we're down to short time now. Look, in a couple of days, it's twenty twenty four. The election is uh, at the end of the year. We've only got this uh, most of this year, I guess, to deal with it. The problem is the voting happens all along the way. You got primaries. You got all kinds of stuff at different times. You've got different people voting by mail now and voting earlier and earlier and earlier. And the voting almost really starts in just a few days on this right. thing. And it's such a mess now. I don't even know who's going to be on the ballot or who I can even vote for. Well, I don't see that the Supreme Court is likely to take uh, the Donald off the ballot or, or Joe Biden or anything anything like that. Uh, I think this is more of a, you know, a desperate attempt to try to kick certain people off the ballot. But in the end, I, um, I don't think the strategy is going to be productive for those that want to um, decide who's going to be on the ballot or, or influence, inf- basically interfere with the election. What do you think is going to happen then? Do you think we're just going to be able to vote for Donald and, and he'll be president? I mean, he's got so, I don't understand how anybody can do anything oh. against him in primaries, really, unless we manipulate something somehow. Uh, yeah, I think we'll be able to to vote for him. 
at least in the primaries. Now, of course, it's an open question on some of these uh, lawsuits. What's what's going to happen? Um, but even if even if he is convicted of a felony, for example, there's nothing that says he can't be president if he's a convicted felon. Well, he of course he would appeal the case and all of these things. Um, so that that still would be an open question. Um, of course, there would be another round probably of states like Colorado, California saying, well, he's convicted felon. We have to remove him from the ballot. Well, is there any statute that backs that up? <laughs> no. Uh, and if there were a statute that backs that up, uh, nothing in the Constitution backs that up. So we're back to, okay, is the Constitution the supreme law of the land or not? And that's our choice as people, whether to support it as the supreme law of the land or not. We've got to choose. I don't really know how to, uh, to discuss this, but I will say this. You know, we need to stand for pro-life. Uh, we've now basically at the nation, national level, supposedly, and this is the interesting thing and why I say things are going to get messy fast. Uh, on one hand, uh, I'm, I'm for the overturn of Roe versus Wade. Don't misunderstand me. But what I'm saying is now every state's battling this. We have literally more abortions via chemical abortions. People are just getting envelopes in the mail and, and taking these pills and, and having abortions at home. There's more abortions now almost than ever before, uh, just under a different way. And we're supposedly now fighting it state by state, but we're creating turmoil. Some states become these, um, I don't know what you want to call them, safe havens or whatever you want to call them, or um, safe destinations or uh, sanctuary uh I don't know what you call them, murder centers. or um, We've got this pro-life battle coming up, and the Republicans, for the most part, are afraid of it. They're backing away going, oh, golly. Um, I don't believe that America really has the right info uh, is the problem with all of this. Uh, in my opinion, I don't believe that the American people have the information to make the proper decisions, uh, Eldon. I really don't. Well, it's always been a contentious issue, uh, you know, the – idea of abortion and in a way it's very simple but in a way it you might say it's complicated but um the question on the roe v wade was well should uh the federal government particularly the supreme court uh decide on this issue and was it in a sense it was about abortion but in a sense it was not because it was establishing the idea of a judicial supremacy. So in the name of establishing basically an oligarchy uh, that does, that essentially becomes the supreme law of the land, in the name of that, we sacrificed, what, 60 million human lives in the name of that theory, which was totally made up by the Supreme Court itself. Uh, so is this really about abortion? Yes and no. Uh, Really, it's about power. Who gets to decide these questions? Uh, if we leave it to the states, then um, that's certainly what the founders intended, and, and they can debate it and the intricacies of this or that you know, exception that they might think is justifiable or what have you. And I agree 100%, and what I'm predicting for 2024 is a more division amongst the states. I think America is going in two different directions. And I hate to use the term red-blue, uh, Republican-Democrat, uh, conservative-liberal. You know, I don't like those contrasts because I don't think most of them make any sense. 
But at some point, we're going from a godly to a godless, um, I don't know what you want to call it, overarching polarization is the way I might describe it, uh, where, you know what, some states are becoming more godly and good and honorable, and and Americans are going to have to start to move, I hate to say this, but Americans are going to have to start to move towards what they like and what they believe in. Do you want to be in California where you're drinking literally poison water? Uh, where they're they've got their deficit so bad, where they're literally letting hookers run around on the streets and drugs, and the border leads like a sieve, and it's just like a lawless heck hole. Do you want to, or do you want to go to say somewhere else? See, people are going to have to start to vote yeah. with their feet, with their money, with their businesses, with their dollars. The time to debate this is kind of over, because we've gone so far in different directions now. Once you codify murder, certain states now just say, "Hey, we're codifying murder all the way up to when the baby's delivered." No problem. Other states are going, yep. are you kidding me? You can't even have an abortion clinic in this state. And then the debate becomes federally, well, can you s- send abortion pills across state lines? Um, yep. We have got serious issues, and at the core of this is pro-life and Christian values. That's at the core of this whole yep. divide, Eldon. Yeah, that's, that's a very good point. Uh, in, in a lot of ways, this is, well, are we going to align ourselves with the laws of God, or are we not? Are we going to recognize God's law as supreme, or are we going to say thumb our nose at God and say, you know what, uh, we'd like to do something different? And so that's uh, and people always like to say, well, my uh, religious beliefs shouldn't uh, determine public policy and things like that. But it always does, of course. What the things that we believe, we have to decide how we're going to apply them when we have difficult questions of public policy. That's just a fact of, of the process. And so who the question really is, whose idea of, you might say, right and wrong, good and evil, uh, will we apply in public policy? Or are we just going to say, well, anything goes? Well, and part decide. of the big debate is with China, too. You know, some are saying now, look, we're going to start to take a ton of money away from the communist nation of China. They've got all kinds of illnesses and sicknesses. And, 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 and um, you know, so now the U.N. ambassador or whatever and different people, uh, Janet Yellen and others, the head of the Treasury are like, hey, we can't decouple from China. Then you got Vivek Ramaswamy saying, hey, you know what, we're throwing Russia into the arms of China right now. Uh, others are saying China's our most favored nation trading partner. we got to stick with them by heaven or heck or high water. And others are going, don't use TikTok. Because, golly, that's the, the communist CCP <laughs> app, TikTok. right? And, and, and you go, what the heck is happening? I believe these divisions are just going to get greater. It's going to get more confusing, more and more polarizing. Uh, and I believe that the, 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 the snowball is rolling. So it's going to happen faster and more um, – I don't know what you want to call it, in your face than you can possibly imagine. And I'm spending so much time on this because we don't have a lot of time, uh, more broadcast between now and the next year, but I'm convinced this is going to accelerate and escalate. That's my prediction. What do you say, Eldon? Yeah, I agree. It's it's going to keep coming. Uh, there's, there's agitation going on among various factions of the people uh, to on various issues, and there's... Uh, you know, a kind of a sifting process going on among the people, you know, are you going to, are you going to follow God or are you going to follow government? Are you going to, is, is government God or not? Uh, we have to make these very consequential decisions, which of course many people in the past have dealt with 
as well. And we can look back and, and see the consequences of those, how some chose well, some did not. Uh, we're going to have to make our decisions in our time. We are, and I think money is going to be at the core of a lot of these discussions, ladies and gentlemen, because I'm telling you, when you declare a $20 billion default from the state of California to the United States government, then the United States government's ratings are downgraded over and over and over and over, and then they continue. Money eventually is going to force uh, either accountability and a rein-in of these things or absolutely escalate the lawlessness of this country. I yeah, wish reminds me. that I was wrong, but I think that's the accurate assessment, uh, Eldon. Yeah, I think so, too. It reminds me of the, the story, actually, of, uh, I think it was Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, that uh, the, the king told them, well, uh, when the music plays, bow down to this golden idol, which I've set up, and if you don't, you're going to be thrown in the fiery furnace. Uh, well, we don't have a fiery furnace nowadays, but we certainly have uh, basically economic uh, or a corporate blackmail going on. If you don't bow down to the woke idol, then you will be fired, you will be uh, canceled, you will be, uh, it, it, basically your life will be severely disruptive, disrupted, and you will be, um, uh, you might say, ostracized from a respectable um, society. Sad but true, ladies and gentlemen, the more you stand up for God, family, and country, the more they label you and dishonestly misrepresent you. Uh, and I guess if you're a public figure such as myself and Eldon Stahl, you know, Eldon's basically a celebrity. He can't sue and win. Uh, he's a well-known public <laughs> figure there, see? So, you know, um, that's really what they're doing to all of us if they want to. They say we're nobodies. At the same time, we can't sue them because we're celebrities. And so it's it's really cool to be like this nobody celebrity. Right? <laughs> right, you're, right. you're an unknown you're... celebrity there, you know. And uh, that's how I am, too. But that that's... That's what they're trying to do to all of us, and I expect that dragnet from the FBI will continue to expand as well. Tragic but true, we better stand clear for morality and the rule of law in America, or we're going to lose it. Merry Christmas. Look towards Christ for solutions, would you please? For Eldon Stahl, TheNewAmerican.com, and Sam Bushman, LovingLiberty.net, God save the Republic of the United States of America, and Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas.